The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to episode 121 of... Yeah, it's that good. This is a show that looks at supposedly good movies and asks the question, is it really that good? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate that score. Tonight's movie is 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, Jack Davenport, and Jonathan Price. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl is a 2000. 2003 American adventure fantasy film. It currently holds a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? After Elizabeth Swan is kidnapped by the evil Captain Barbosa and his crew, the blacksmith Will Turner and the pirate Jack Sparrow, who used to be captain of Barbosa's ship, team up to rescue Miss Swan. But they soon discover that the pirates have their own secret, sinister purpose with a swan. Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean, tonight's movie was sponsored by Cody, and Cody writes in and says, Salutations, Joel, Martin, and Kevin, I would like to start this email off in typical Yes That Bad fashion with a flashback. We travel all the way back to episode 16, Boondock Saints. Kevin made a comment that has gone down in Yes That Bad lore. He made his first infamous reference to not liking the Pirates of the Caribbean. Since then, fans of the podcast have been left wondering, flash forward to present day, we may finally get a resolution to that infamous remark. Brought to you by the sponsor who gave you SWAT. I present to you Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, it's that bad. Fans rejoice. Thanks, guys, and keep up the awesome work. Okay, Kevin, what is your history with this film? I saw this film when it was first released in theaters, and that was the last time I saw it. Yeah, that's it? That's your only history with this movie? <laughs> Why the hell are we reviewing this at all? It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, this is this is probably directly my fault, because I, at one point, mentioned that I had a problem with this movie, and it's been this monkey in the room for... That's the animal you over- <laughs> Over a year now? No, longer than that. Since the show was born. Pretty much. People have been wondering, why does Kevin not like Pirates of the Caribbean? Why does Kevin not like Pirates of the Caribbean? This is a big issue that everybody has. Let me tell you, guys, this is just like the Gamer episode and the Speed Racer episode. Everybody wants to know, but I'm telling you, it's stupid. It's (laughs) not worth your time. But no one ever listens to me. Am I right? We'll find out, right? I guess so. I personally think the answer is going to be really stupid because I don't even know why you don't like this movie. (laughs) Buckle up. Get ready to find out. It's going to be a bumpy ride. As for me, I saw this movie years ago. I never saw it in the theater, but I've always enjoyed these movies. I think I saw it for the first time on USA. Characters welcome, Kevin. (laughs) And right after an episode of Psych? <laughs> Monk. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it when I saw it then, and uh, do I still like it now? I don't know. I've seen all the movies in this trilogy. I think the second one is my favorite, but uh, I don't know. Who's to say? Had you ever seen this movie start to finish before in one sitting? Yeah, when the first time I saw it. I've seen it subsequently afterwards, but in bits and pieces. Okay. So I've forgotten a lot of the stuff in this movie. I forgot almost everything in this movie. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. We always do the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one and we'll see how you thought they did. 
First up, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jonathan Depp. How did he do in this picture? He is probably the best reason to see this movie. His performance is very good. I'm not sure I really laughed at anything he said. He's amusing, though, to look at. Yeah, he's an amusing character, but I don't think I ever laughed at anything he did. It's a very strange role that he's playing, right? Anybody else would have probably played this straight, but he's doing this weird kind of Mick Jagger combo cross between a, a bum or a hobo or or something. I don't know and what he's queen. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's a very odd role, but it's an almost completely original character, right? Yeah. We've never seen, or at least I've never seen anything even close to what he's doing in this movie elsewhere. Yeah, this is almost completely his creation, right? Yeah, this is all his. It's, he deserves the credit that he's gotten for this role, yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree with and that. And this was the movie that made him a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't really remember what the world thought of Johnny Depp before this movie, right? He was in, I don't know, Benny in June or... What, what was he in before this? Guy? I don't think he had any big box office draws before this movie. He was just some guy. Oh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was in that. I saw mm-hmm. that. This movie rocketed him to the moon. This, this was it, right? This was his moneymaker. Yep. Okay, next up, Orlando Bloom. Both, this movie has two heartthrobs in it. You got your Johnny Depp, which the ladies love. I never really understood that, but <laughs> ladies think he's the hottest thing in the world. Uh-huh. I think he looks like a bum, but I'm not his target audience. And Orlando Bloom, I can totally understand why women think he's attractive. Really? He's very feminine looking, and women love that. I don't know. I think Johnny Depp's probably more attractive than Orlando Bloom is. You think so? Yeah. Legolas? Maybe that's what I... I, He always looks like an elf to me. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. I can't help it. He's okay. I've never really been a big Orlando Bloom fan. No? Nah. What about the Orlando Magic? I'm a big fan of them. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) But he didn't bring any magic here. Oh, okay. All right. I thought he was okay in this movie. Nothing big, nothing great. I think uh, he's a little better than the other ones, or maybe I'm just imagining that. I don't know. But I liked him better in this than I did in the Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. You begrudgingly agree? Yeah, I begrudgingly agree. With Come that. on, Kevin, give this guy some do. I think you could have inserted just about any actor in that role and it would have been no different. This movie would have been unchanged. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> of an appropriate age range. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Fahey? <laughs> this is the entire cast of Lawnmower Man. Swap them all out. <laughs> Hank Schrader. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Next up, Kira Knightley. She she wasn't given much to do here. What? Yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. This is one of the few female leads or supporting or whatever you want to call it in any of the movies that we've done that actually does anything. She's what did an she do? She is a proactive character. She's a strong woman. She stands up for herself. She fights people. I think there was an illusion of that. Oh, come on, what are you saying? I don't think that that was really happening though. Yeah? She, she was running from room to room. Yeah. She's She's doing room checks. Where are you? Who fired that shot? What's going on? Yeah, it's... She's all right. She was okay. I was fine with her. I think you're really belittling this. I mean, compared to the other crap that we see, come on. Uh, it was okay. It, none of, it didn't knock me out of the park. I mean, everyone's dwarfed by Jonathan Depp, right? That's true. Mr. Jonathan Depp. So it, it's, it, I guess that's coloring my, my viewpoint of everyone else. It, you know, He's walking all over everybody else. I once heard a great man say something about supernovas and standing next to bright lights. I heard a weak, weak man say that <laughs> once. I don't know about a great man. <laughs> I think I don't think you're giving her credit, Kevin. On a scale of one to ten, what's her attractive her attractiveness level at? With a ten being Mila Jovovich and one being a corpse. 
What do you think? On that scale, sure. I guess she's like a 45. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Okay, next up, Jeffrey Rush. Have we seen him in another movie on our show? I, I feel like we have, but I just can't place it. I, I have the same feeling as you. He was in the Warrior's Way. That's right. Uh, you did it. You did it. Oh, that's it. Jeffrey Rush. He was in the Warrior's Way. Triumphant Return. Yeah, and he did voiceover in Green Lantern, too, right? Whew. Welcome back to Yeah, It's That Bad, Mr. Jeffrey Rush. How do you think he did? He was great. Yeah, he did a good job. He was really good. He was going toe-to-toe with Jonathan. Yeah, with Jonathan Depp. And he he was, does have years of experience over him, though. He, yeah. In his shows. Yeah, definitely. The he man was, knows how to control a scene. He does. <laughs> Very controlling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was he was great. I guess again, that's that's what's coloring my viewpoint of everyone else. Him and Depp were amazing. Yeah. So everyone else, they look like they're B level compared to them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's two supernovas out there. Oh yeah! Wow. What happens when two supernovas collide? <laughs> this is what it's like when worlds collide. <laughs> my hair just got really spiky for a second. <laughs> I think some people are too young to get that reference. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, uh, is there anybody else in this movie you want to talk about? Anybody else tickle your fancy? Tickle your pickle? Stickle your pickle? Uh, no, I can't say that there was. What no? about you? There's a lot of little bit players in this that did okay, but... Uh, How do you think the monkey did? Oh, man, he was one of the best monkey performances we've seen since Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's pretty much it, right? Oh, Kevin, uh, where's Martin? Why isn't he here? I don't know. Why isn't he here? <laughs> who, who knows, right? <laughs> First, you back out of the pirate movie. Now Martin yeah. backs out of Pirates of the Caribbean. We're what? a couple of scallywags. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> Next pirate theme movie, I'm gone. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I'm not showing up. Okay, that's pretty much it. Let's get to the brief history of Pirates of the Caribbean. And when I say brief, Kevin, do I mean brief? You did the notes. How brief were those notes? Uh, this is medium level brief. There's a lot of stuff on this out there? Uh, you know, there's a lot of information, not much interesting information. Oh, it's all crap, huh? For the most part, yeah. Okay, during the early 1990s, screenwriters Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio began to think of a supernatural spin on the pirate genre. When Dick Cook managed to convince producer Jerry Bruckheimer to join the project, he rejected the script because it was a straight pirate movie. Later in March 2002, he brought Elliott and Rossio, who suggested making a supernatural curse, as described in the opening narration of the ride, the film's plot. Although Cook had been a strong proponent of adapting Disney's rides and films, the box office failure of the country bears made Michael Eisner attempt to shut down production of Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa, dodging bullets there, huh? Can you believe that? Yeah. However, when Eisner came to visit, the executive was astonished by what had been created. As recalled in the book, Disney War. (laughs) It's a hell of a book. Eisner pondered, why does it have to cost so much? (laughs) That's a good question, right? That's legit. He he was following the money. (laughs) Bruckheimer replied, your competition is spending $150 million, referring to franchise films like The Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. Eisner concurred, but with the stigma attached to theme park adaptations, Eisner requested Burbinsky and Bruckheimer remove some of the more overt references to the ride in the script, such as a scene where Sparrow and Turner enter the cave via a waterfall. Each scene featuring the pirates was shot twice, a reference plate with the actors and then without 
them to add in the skeletons, an aesthetic complicated by Verbinski's decision to shoot the battles with handheld cameras. The actors also had to perform their scenes again on the motion capture stage, with the shoot only wrapping up four months before release. Verbinski spent 18 hour days on the edit, while at the same time spending time on 600 effect shots, 250 of which were merely removing modern sailboats from shots. Michael Keaton, Jim Carrey, and Christopher Walken were all considered for the role of Captain Jack Sparrow. Kevin, this movie had a budget of $140 million, and if you hadn't written these notes, uh, how much do you think it would have made worldwide? A billion. Seven billion trillion dollars, Yeah, eh? a billion dollars. It made $654 million bison bucks. Ooh, that's a payday right there. These movies were wildly successful, right? Oh, yeah. Did you go on the ride when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, I've been on the on the ride. Yeah, I've, I've never been on the ride, so the references go over my head. All I know about is that there's like a, the, the dog stuff. I know that's from the ride. The ride is so lame. Yeah? Yeah, it's really lame. I don't remember. It's so like unmemorable. Really? Yeah, I don't remember really anything, but, but like you're on a boat. There's animatronic pirates moving their arms and saying scallywag and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Were they making overt rape references like in the pirate movie? Um, they were subtle. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Disney's really classy with their <laughs> rape references. Yeah, so this movie was a huge hit, but it's diminishing returns though after this, right? I mean, this has a 79, the next one has a 54, after that 44. I think we have the making of another Yes That Bad trilogy, Kevin. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you're really I can't excited for wait. that, huh? <laughs> We, we, we did need something to take over from Twilight. So. Yeah, and uh, Transformers. Oh, the fourth mm. one has a 33. Woo! It loses 10 points, 10% each time. I can't wait for Pirates 8. <laughs> <laughs> Negative <laughs> 31. <laughs> Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kevin. So this movie starts off. Was this a flashback or not? What would you think? It's a great yeah, area. It's a flashback. It's a flashback. Well, yeah, it's a flashback. Technically, it's a dream, which is even worse. It's, it's a dream flashback. Oh, a new, new territory to explore. Breaking here grounds here. That ter- <laughs> what do you think, Kevin? What's going on here? So th- this movie opens up. There's this little girl. She's on a, a ship. Kira Jr. Jr. Jr., right? <laughs> Jr. Jr. How do you think? Did she look like Kira Knightley? Not at all. No. Did she act like Kira Knightley? <laughs> exactly like her. Flawless victory. <laughs> so she's out on this this boat. She's singing uh, the pirate song that they sing during the ride. Which which is what, Kevin? Yo ho ho, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> yeah. Yo ho fiddle dee dee. <laughs> Being a pirate, it's all right with me. All right, go ahead. <laughs> So there's a guy on the boat. He's like, sir, ah, it's bad luck to have a woman on board. This little girl, she spots some debris in the water and a little boy floating on it. I immediately thought it was Leonardo DiCaprio's dead corpse from Titanic. He somehow went back in time to the <laughs> pirate era. Yeah, exactly. So she sees this this little boy floating in the water. She yells for help. They rescue this little boy. And when he's brought up on the ship, she's being a little weird, a little creepy. She's like checking him out. She's like ripping his clothes off. She's looking at what he's wearing. Normal for kids that age. <laughs> and she sees he's got this giant gold chain on, like he's like Flavor Flav. She pulls it off because she thinks that that means he's a pirate and she doesn't want the crew of the ship that she's on to, I guess, kill him. That's what they think. They're going to kill this kid because he's a pirate. So she takes it for her own. And all of a sudden, we see Kira Knightley wake up. It was all a dream. She's remembering a past part of her life. Yeah, great. Dreams, flashbacks, double cross. Everything's going on right here. (laughs) 
So after this stuff, we're introduced to Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow, world famous character. I thought this was fun the way they introduced him because they have him as a real heroic shot of him standing on his ship, mm-hmm. and it's it's really over the top melodramatic. And then when, as the camera pans away, you see he's on this piece of crap <laughs> boat that's that's flooding and sinking yeah. while he's on it. I thought that was very very well made introduction to his character. Yeah, it sets him up really well of like what he's all about. Absolutely. Like, he wants to be a famous, respected guy, but he's really like a joke. Oh, yeah. Everyone's laughing at him. <laughs> There's a really nice little piece of physical comedy. When his boat makes it to the dock, it's almost completely submerged, except <laughs> yeah. for like that one little piece that he's standing on. Oh, those were all done. Yeah, and he walks right off of it onto the deck. Of- <laughs> That's right there. It's pretty good. All right, so we have this whole subplot here where Kira Knightley, when she was, I don't know, eight years old in that flashback, there was a guy on the boat, Captain Norrington, who was probably 30 or something, right? How old did he look? 45. He was like 47 years old when he was on that boat. Now, Kira Knightley, she's all grown up. Oh, yeah. She's really filling out that bodice. Her father is ready to marry her off. Mm-hmm. And what better suitor than that guy, Captain Norrington, on that boat, who was 77 years old in that flashback. Uh-huh. And now, he looks like he hasn't aged at all, but... No, he hasn't aged a day. Not a day. But Keira Knightley is a grown woman now. I assume she's 18 for the purposes of this story. 35. Yeah, she's 37 years old. And now they they want to have a, a hookup here to get them married, because it'll be a good political match or something like that. It's an arranged marriage. Perfect, right? Yeah. They have this whole piece of comedy where... Where she's putting on a corset and it's too tight. She's on this high tower and she faints when he proposes marriage to her. She falls off this parapet thing into the ocean. Kevin, what do you think of this scene? It was about 300 stories tall. Yeah, she fell forever into what appeared to be barely shallow water. <laughs> yeah. She should be dead. That fall wouldn't, you can't live through that fall. What makes you say that? It was, it was like a four hour free fall. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> She landed on rocks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the whole time Johnny Depp is screwing around with these guards, he sees her falling into the ocean. The guards, they're bumbling buffoons and they won't go after her. So the crook pirate goes in and saves her life. Mm-hmm. A shocking twist, eh? Yeah, I guess so. It shows you what you're in for. Which is for what? The rest of this movie. What's that? Just about everybody except the main characters are going to be bumbling buffoons. Well, really? What makes you think that? That's what that's this whole movie. That's what this movie is. <laughs> Why? We're showing that from the start. There's two military guys. Yes. And they're bubbling buffoons. That's true. And that follows through for the rest of the movie. Okay, all right. I kind of see your point. Maybe. I won't apologize for that, but I kind of see your point. All right. Yeah. So Jack Sparrow, he saves Keira Knightley's life, but hey, he's a dirty, smelly pirate. Kevin, you had something to say about the smell. He looked like he stank, right? Like his, his breath is, probably smells like garbage. <laughs> yeah. Hot garbage. He has like the disgusting black teeth and everything. I kind of, I like that about this movie where they did not pretty up these people at all. Everybody oh, no. looks filthy. In a lot of Hollywood movies, these people that are supposed to be in the past, they all have perfect white teeth, except for these disgusting pirates. Of course, they wouldn't do that to Kira Knightley, but in reality, she had just as dirty teeth as they do, right? No, her teeth weren't dirty. No, but in reality, she would. Like, her teeth would be all oh, yellow yeah, and yeah, rotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway, so, Jack Sparrow escapes, 
course, we have one of a million escape sequences in this movie mm-hmm. where he runs away. They try to kill him, but he gets out. He meets Orlando Bloom, who has grown up to become a blacksmith. They're in the, the blacksmith shop. They have this quick, impromptu fight. They have this one... Quick? <laughs> quick? <laughs> this fight, this sword fight scene went on for like 15 minutes. Yeah, you're right. I take that back. <laughs> It was kind of lengthy. Oh my gosh. At a certain point, I was like, can we please just end this? Yeah, this is unnecessary. It, it's it's the very beginning of the movie. No one's going to die here. Let's just wrap this up very quickly. Yeah, they were kind of showing off with this fight scene, right? They were fighting all over the place. They started fighting like on the ceiling, up in the rafters. Yep. Oh my gosh. I couldn't wait for this to end. There is one thing in this fight scene that I like a lot. is when they jump on this wheelbarrow thing uh-huh. and they're teeter-tottering, like they're balanced in the middle. And each one, as they fight, it kind of, they lose their balance. Balance. Yeah. That's a very well done little piece of the fight. Look, the choreography of this fight was brilliant. Yeah. Everything was very good. This is a flawless piece of action. It just was way too long. That's well, my only problem with it. Yeah. I, I may have that complaint about the movie as a whole. This is a long, long movie, right? <laughs> it really, really is. I want to say that this movie is aimed towards kids because they're the kind of people that want to go see this. Yeah. The reality is this is really for teenagers. This is a, this is a 13, 14 year old movie. You yeah. know, the version Versions of us who fell in love with Lost in Space in 1998, we would have <laughs> ate this up. For that, sure. We would have loved this, oh, right? Oh, yeah. But for a little kid, this movie is long as hell, and it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue for, heavy. For a movie that, on the surface, looks like it's an action movie, there's- It's, it's not. It, like, it's 90% really not. of it's just people talking. Yeah. It's very plot heavy. Yeah. A lot of exposition, just explaining what's going on and where they're going. It's not a very complex storyline, though, so that can appeal to children. Like, a, a five-year-old could probably understand this movie, Yeah, they right? could follow this. Yeah. Well, you know, that whole thing with them fighting on that wheelbarrow, it kind of foreshadows stuff that happens in the sequel. You haven't seen any of the sequels. No. I have. I've seen two and three. But I didn't bother with number four. That just did not look good to me at all. But they like to do this in this series of movies where people like to fight on precarious things where they have to balance themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is like a, like a staple of this series, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, so they capture Jack Sparrow again <laughs> and they put him in prison. <laughs> People get put in prison in this movie, left and right. Yeah. How many prison scenes are in this movie? Like a million. There's at least like six that yeah, I can think th- of. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> and it doesn't stop in this movie too. I remember, now I'm remembering in part two, there's a lot of people getting put in jail and prisons. <laughs> Don't throw them in the brig. <laughs> they love prisons. Every ship has a prison. Anyway, so when Kira Knightley fell into the water, she had that pirate medallion thing, that gold coin. Mm-hmm. And the instant it touched the seawater, this magic <laughs> fart blast came off of it. How yeah, do you, how do you describe absolutely. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fart blast that went from <laughs> went to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently it called forth these pirates. It summoned them. Yeah, we, we keep hearing references to a pirate ship called the Black Pearl. We're not really sure what it is other than it's a pirate ship that basically kills everyone in its path. Yeah, it came out of hell and blah, blah, blah. So while Johnny Depp, he's in prison, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, someone is firing upon the island. And it's it's a pirate ship that just opened fire, thrown cannon fire everywhere, right? This is blowing up the whole place. Yeah, the pirates come on land and they start raping and pillaging left and right. No one can stop them. They're destroying everything. Orlando Bloom tries to fight them, but he's a loser. He's a joke. He gets knocked out like a weakling. I laughed and laughed. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, so they, they corner Kira Knightley, and uh, she does this thing where she invokes the pirate code. Kevin, you knew about the pirate code? I had no idea there was a pirate code. Yeah. In fact, I thought pirates specifically didn't have a code. Really? Yeah, isn't that their thing? They're lawless? Yeah, there's, isn't there honor among thieves? No, not when there's pirates. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Well, anyways, yeah, so the pirates capture Kira Knightley. She invokes parlay, which is something that we say to each other every day right, when we're on this podcast. Absolutely. Parlay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a podcast tonight. <laughs> and yeah, so the code states that she has to be taken to the pirate captain. Kevin, what do you think? You're excited that that giant drawn out pirate battle? Very expensive looking pirate battle? You know, some of the pirates are interesting. They have their own little characters. They're There's- all very unique looking. I'll give them that, right? They do not blend together. There's the one guy who has like explosives. Yes. He's kind of like a lunatic off the wall kind of person. There's the two bumbling buffoon pirates that capture Kira Knightley. They're, they're constantly in this movie. I hope you like them, Kevin, because they're a mainstay. They stay the whole way through the series. I am not surprised. <laughs> no, why? I'm not surprised at all. It's interesting. It's not just a bunch of, you know, standard pirates out there that we don't have any connection yeah, with. Yeah, they're not like stormtroopers that are just generic. Yeah, they're actual characters that we get to know. So that's definitely a bonus. Well, they take Kira Knightley on the boat. We meet Jeffrey Rush. Well, so she pulls out the necklace and she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna bargain our island's safety for this necklace. This is what you're looking for, this piece of gold. She then threatens to throw it overboard. Yeah. And they freak out. They're like, oh my gosh, no, don't do it. We'll do whatever you want, right? Yeah, remember that. Yeah, I actually will remember that. That's I didn't consider it then, but you saying that now, I know exactly where you're going. That's a really good one at home. They act like- Remember that. They act like the ocean is acidic to them. Yeah, they go in the ocean, they'll explode. Yeah, so they get the piece of gold from her and they take her hostage. We agreed we would stop destroying your village, but we're taking you hostage. We never said we'd let you go. Yeah, they're, they're like a genie, right? That's what genies do. It's that kind of crap. Like, you have to choose your words very carefully. Very, very careful. Joel, you would fit right in with this pirate crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of thing like, oh, yeah, they twist your words against you, that kind of crap. Yeah, so she's now their unwilling slave to the pirate king, pirate captain, whatever. The pirate king. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So we also cut to Johnny Depp. He's still in prison. And a couple of the pirates, they come to pay him a visit. They're looking for weapons or something. Yeah, they they thought it was the armory. They recognize him and they talk to him. They reach in to grab him. And when the pirate's arm goes through into the cell and the moonlight hits the arm, we see that the pirate's like a skeleton. Yeah. What's going on here, Joel? Oh, it's mysteries. Oh. The plot thickens, eh? Mm. How exciting. It's supernatural almost. So the pirates get the hell out of there and the next day Orlando Bloom comes and frees Jack Sparrow because the actual authorities aren't willing to do what's needed to be done. So he needs to, he goes rogue, (laughs) Iamrogue.com runs off and decides to become a pirate, I guess, and try to save Kira Knightley. Okay, so yeah, so Orlando Bloom frees Johnny Depp and they decide to steal a boat and the way that they go on this boat is that they take a, a canoe yeah. or a kayak or something and they put it over their head like it's Metal Gear Solid and they're crawling around. For a split second, they're, they're crawling on a bridge sort of and the camera cuts to this underwater shot and the, it, it's really nice looking underwater oh, beautiful shot. shot. Yeah, beautiful shot with the light coming through the bridge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we hear footsteps on this bridge <laughs> 
and it makes it look like they're still crawling under this boat on the bridge above them. But then the camera pans over to the right a little bit, and what happens, Kevin? We see them walking on the ocean floor. They're like 50 feet down yes. from, the, from the surface of the water, and they're still, they still have the, the canoe over their head. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, okay, so there's air in there. Yeah, so they can breathe. Which makes sense. The problem is, it's like, how are they able to hold down that air? Men were just stronger in that time period, Kevin. <laughs> we can agree, right? No. <laughs> Back when people died at, at age 30 from old age. Go ahead and try to hold, like, a, a soccer ball underwater. You can't do it. Like, it, it, it'll escape. There, and with that, just that little bit of air in it. They had, like, 400 balloons worth of air. <laughs> okay. That's a good measurement. (laughs) (laughs) That's an exact measurement. Oh, yeah. All right. I understand what you're saying. And they're like crawling into the ocean floor. It looked very leisurely what they were doing. It was funny. It was nice looking. Totally unrealistic, though. I like this scene because of the way it played with your expectations. I love that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff gets me every single time when they're like, yeah, they're up on the bridge. Oh, no, they're not. Fooled you. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's one of the things about this series of movies I like. They do that kind of stuff a lot. Like, this is a clever story. They put, like, little smart things like that. They pepper it throughout this whole series. Yeah. It's a very, very polished product. Oh, there's no arguing that at all. This movie looks good. The writing's good. And it's funny at times, right? Like, it's smart. They thought this through. Like, the the way the characters are connected to each other. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first saw this movie on USA, Characters Welcome, what really impressed me about this movie was I really like the fact that all the characters in it had a history with each other. Like when we meet them yeah. in the present, they all know who each other are and they, they, they've they all interacted with each other in the past. I like that a lot. And, you know, the writing is, it's so well done. It's constantly referencing things that happened earlier in the movie that are very small. Yes. That you don't really get in, in movies a lot of times. You don't get it. I mean, it's over and over and over again. Like jokes about the corset later in yes. the movie. That yes. From the course that was in the beginning and things like that. It was it's, pretty good. Yeah, really smart continuity yeah. jokes and things like that. Which you said to me that that, that keeps going. Oh, yeah. That's they, not just they, contained in this film. No, they, they they reference things that happened in the first movie and the second movie. They really thought this through. Like, they the people, those two guys who wrote this, mm-hmm. I have to give them credit. Like, they put effort into this. Yeah. As opposed to the majority of the stuff. I mean, this is a summer blockbuster, right? Yeah. But it's a little smarter than the usual. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's around this part of the movie where we find out what's the deal with the pirates? Why are they cursed? What's going on there, Kevin? So Jeffrey Rush is explaining to Kira Knightley over a delicious meal. Yeah, it looked pretty good. That the pirates stole some Aztec gold, which I think was originally found by Cortez. You say that? It's a very long, convoluted story. Uh But the sum of the parts is they stole this gold. The Aztecs put a curse on them. Of course. That they will always be hungry. They'll always be thirsty. They will always lust. And nothing will satisfy those yearnings. What do you think of that curse, Kevin? That's terrible. Can you imagine constantly being hungry and thirsty? <laughs> and whenever you drink, it would do nothing. I If I get hungry, I have to eat within like a half hour or I become like one of those Snickers commercials. Yeah, you become real cranky? I become like Joe Pesci <laughs> yeah? in a Snickers commercial. What if you were horny nonstop? Woo, and, I wouldn't get anything done. Yeah, but nothing you could do could satisfy you. <laughs> 
it's definitely torture and it's not you know typically in these situations it's enough that we've been cursed we're the walking dead yes and that's it they're just you know zombie pirates but it gives them an extra dimension here i don't feel bad about these guys like i don't think they're villains to me i totally understand what they're trying to do yep absolutely it, it makes perfect sense to me like if i was one of them i don't give a damn who who i'd have to kill so i could be able to like to touch and feel things he was like i can't feel anything anymore <laughs> like viva vendetta or something yeah. right i totally understand it yeah they're sympathetic pirates yeah they are mm-hmm. what's the point of raping and pillaging people if you can't feel it kevin <laughs> That's a really good point. Are they even pirates anymore? No, no. They don't deserve it. If you can't it. rape and pillage. <laughs> What's the point? And enjoy it. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we get to see the entire pirate army turn into skeletons in the night. That's a real famous scene in this movie. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're living in one. It was even in that stupid pasta popcorn game that we played. That was one of the questions. I remember. Sure was. I remember. It's a ghost story. What do you think of this pirate's effects? You know, they're decent. They're. It's blatantly obvious that they're effects. Yeah, I don't like them. I come down on the bad side of this. I think that there's so much going on. I'm not sure if they even had the capability to make this better looking. I mean, there's there's like a hundred skeletons moving and grooving on the deck of that ship (laughs) at the same time. Like, I I just think that there was so much detail put into it. I think it would have taken probably ten times more detail to get it to be more realistic looking, but I'm not sure that the effort would have been worth it. Yeah, I don't think they could have done it either. I mean, you, you read that part in the notes where they were down to the water they didn't finish yeah. until four months before and mm-hmm. he was doing the effects till the last second yeah it kind of makes sense so n- given that they did a really good job they were like yep. down to the wire on it but I, I don't really like the way it looks like I don't think they mesh well with the world and I want to say that they, they iron this stuff out in the second one I'm sure they do <laughs> I'm sure they do I'm sorry Kevin you're gonna be disappointed really there's one main villain who is a CG guy uh-huh. who they nail they put all the their effort into him he looks awesome he has a cg head cg face okay flawless they nail this guy but his henchmen are almost exactly the same like they do they redo this whole curse subplot again they go back to the well and do it again in part two another cursed pirate ship okay these guys look even worse and then they look even stupider in part two but we'll get to that next time hmm. kevin hmm. <laughs> anyway all right so this is as good a time as any to bring up this question is the ship a ghost ship no it in part two, it definitely is a ghost ship. In this ship, it's just a regular pirate ship that just happens to be housing these skeleton men. The ship itself doesn't have any magical properties to it, whereas the ship in part two does. I guess it seemed to me it had magical properties because the sails are all ripped up. How would that ship sail? Hmm. I, I can't see how it would work that way. Like, the men are cursed, but not I the ship. Then the ship shouldn't have been in tathers like it was. It was, there, it was holes all there were holes in, in the, the sails. sails. It doesn't yeah. make sense that, it, you know, that, that ship moves quickly, right? We it's, see it's that. It's one of the fastest. It's an effective sailing ship, but in the condition that we see it, it shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's a ghost ship. It shouldn't be. It doesn't make sense. Is it ghost because- ship the movie? <laughs> Nowhere near that <laughs> at all. Yeah, all right. So they have Kira Knightley. They take her to where the Aztec gold is hidden and they want to lift the curse. Where is it hidden, Joel? <laughs> oh, it's a little island that we know very well, Kevin. All too well. We've been to Isla de la Muerta many times before. Oh, when, Kevin? Uh, There's a little movie called The House of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Where they have the best outdoor raves. Oh, man, you don't get better reason than that. Weren't there pirate skeletons in that movie, too? I think there may have been. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so they take her to this hidden pirate cache where all the gold and stuff is hidden. And all you got to do to lift this curse is reassemble all the gold that was stolen, put it in the chest. You put a little blood on there from the person that stole it. Mm-hmm. And curse lifted. They assume Kira Knightley is related to this person who stole the gold, this bootstrap bill character, because she told them her last name was Turner as opposed to her real name, because I guess she thought they would know that she was the governor's daughter. Yeah. And they'd ultra rape her to death or something. Who knows? I, I I don't know. It was it was a wise move, right? Yeah, it made sense. But they they cut her hand and they they had this last gold coin and they drop it. I love this shot of the coin slowly falling into the coins. Yeah, it's really nice. That is a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw this on USA Characters Welcome, they would put that in the commercial, like "We'll return to Pirates of the Caribbean," and that was like the shot <laughs> they would use. So I saw it like a thousand times that night. <laughs> I like, too, that there was this assumption made by Kira Knightley and the viewers that they were taking her there to kill her. Yeah. But they just sliced her hand a little bit. Yeah, that was good, too. They're like, yeah, why nice waste? Switcheroo. Waste not, want not, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, 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 hey, when they come back to life, they got to rape somebody, right? That's a really good that, point. That's what's really happening. Yeah, they were saving her. <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death. <laughs> that's in the ultra rape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they drop the coin in they're all waiting with bated breath yeah when is this curse gonna be lifted but uh-oh it, nothing's happening yeah i feel exactly the same mm. this is pretty good yeah and how do how do they test this out kevin so jeffrey rush he pulls a gun out and he shoots one of the other pirates like right in the heart yeah boom remember that kevin <laughs> remember <laughs> that little tidbit <laughs> <laughs> and that pirate, he's still alive. So they're, they're still cursed. They're still undead. So Jeffrey Rush, he he, he d- knocks Kira Knightley back. She falls down this mountain of gold and the coin goes with her. Yeah. Orlando Bloom shows up to save her and she grabs the coin, which I thought was really weird. Why would she even bother? That All, all that thing is done is bring her heartache, pain, possible death and rape. Plus, we know that it's like a homing beacon for the pirates. They can track it wherever it goes. Yeah. But she grabs it and she takes it with her. Yeah, why does she do this? She doesn't, it's not like she uses it as a bargaining chip or something later on. No, I have no idea. There's I don't no even motivation. remember what happens to the coin after that point. Does she give it to somebody? Oh yeah, he gives it to, to Orlando Bloom and he gets all upset about it. Yeah, that's all. That was the purpose? Because, yeah, because it needs to get into his hands for what he does later, right? She doesn't know that. She doesn't know that. She has no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's like, that's like poison to her. Why would she take it? There's no reason. The script demanded it, I guess. Well put. Yeah. (laughs) Or anyway, so they escape. Orlando Bloom knocks out Johnny Depp because he, Johnny Depp was itching for a double cross. Orlando Bloom could smell it a mile away. Oh yeah, we all could. Yeah, so he knocks him out. He double crosses him first before he could get a chance to. Well done. Yeah, and they they take off without him. He's seen a few Sean Bean movies, I think. (laughs) He learned from the master, right? (laughs) Yeah, so they escape. They leave Johnny Depp behind. They put Johnny Depp in another prison. <laughs> yes. One of many. And they chase after them in the ship. Mm-hmm. As they're escaping with this pirate crew, the evil pirates are going after Kira Knightley. They do this move with the pirate ship, Kevin, that I've seen before in another movie we reviewed on this show. What happened, Kevin? So, Kira Knightley and the rest of the good guys? Yeah, the good pirates. Uh, they they see that the Black Pearl is gaining on them despite the fact that it's sales are ripped to shreds and <laughs> no sales. they're like we got to do something to change the game here a little bit so they load their k 
cannons with whatever they have around. Apparently, they don't have any cannonballs. I'm not sure why they, they didn't have any cannonballs no on board. Cannonballs, no dragon balls, nothing. <laughs> So they load their cannons with whatever they have. They throw their anchor overboard. Oh, this is so familiar. It latches onto the ground and therefore jerks the boat into a a hard turn. Yeah. So that now the cannons are facing right at the Black Pearl. Joel, where have you seen this before? Huh? I see Taylor Kitsch. Is that some Asian guy sitting there? Is that Rihanna? Is that you? (laughs) Rihanna. Yeah, they pulled this exact maneuver in Battleship. They ripped this off wholesale. Pirates ripped it off of Battleship, you mean? Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Somehow they saw it in the future and they ripped this off. That's unbelievable. Unless this is a real maneuver that this has actually been done, which it very well may have happened. Oh, I find that so doubtful. I don't know. I mean, it might have happened, but they ripped this off straight off from this. Like, Battleship just ripped this off completely. At least Battleship, the anchor was attached by, like, metal a metal chain yeah this was a rope hemp wouldn't that have just snapped the force was incredible on it right like the ship yeah oh yeah this giant ship almost like flipped over from the force it did that thing would have snapped well the only thing that that the pirates version was missing was someone giving them a dx chop when uh, they started firing bullets i knew something was missing anyway so they had this big protracted naval battle the pirates are shooting the, the they go on the ship they're fighting this whole scene bored me yeah i gotta admit i was bored it's long and boring it's really long and i just did not give a damn it's hard to even tell what's going on yeah yeah because there's pirates fighting all over the place you don't even know which group of pirates i, I think it belongs to they had this exact pirate battle and hook and that was more entertaining so at the end of this this big battle johnny depp escapes from his prison this is escape number 45 of course he gets onto the other boat but barbosa he wins right he gets everyone hostage he finds out that orlando bloom is the long lost heir of slytherin yeah exactly jeffrey rush finds out that orlando bloom is bootstrap bill's son 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 i guess junior 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 and that's it that's the missing piece right now all they need is his blood and that last coin and their curse will be lifted why don't they just be like look bro we just need a little blood it's not even gonna hurt yeah that's a good point just drop here right now you're bleeding somewhere i'm sure (laughs) put a little blood on that we'll leave you alone forever (laughs) yeah go back on your ship we don't care you are a nuisance just go get out of my sight yeah it would be a lot easier if everyone would have just communicated properly (laughs) but instead orlando bloom he cuts this again another deal where he didn't choose his words very carefully and he says oh yeah have me in the coin as long as you let kira knightley go and you don't harm the rest of the my pirate crew so jeff rush is like sure sure we can do that good deal deal bro and he they immediately make kira knightley walk the plank right outside of this deserted island you can't have a pirate movie without someone walking the plank i was glad to have it It, it's a must yeah absolutely although i was half expecting her to jump off into the ocean and there'd be mermaids down there so kira knightley she walks the plank then they make johnny depp walk the plank and there the island right there is an island that previously when barbosa formed a mutiny against johnny depp when he was the captain of the black pearl they left johnny depp on this deserted island to die somehow he got off but we're back at that island 
He's going to leave Keira Knightley and Johnny Depp there to die on this deserted island. So this is around the point in the movie where I wrote this note. This movie is so long. Kevin, do you agree with that assessment at this point? I concur. Yeah, you know, I'm enjoying this movie, but I am feeling its length at this point. Oh, I'm feeling the length <laughs> inside me. What do you think? Yeah, it's way too long. It really is. Like, I like that this movie takes its time. There's some subtlety. It's, it is slow. There's some buildup. But around this point in the movie, I'm starting to feel the length. It feels really long. Well, I mean, it was 50 minutes. Before the plot actually started. Before we even get out onto the ocean. Yeah. Which, that's absurd. That should have been 30 minutes, right? Okay, I agree. So they get rescued and they convince the Navy people to go after the Black Pearl. I still don't even understand how they convinced them to go after him. No, I feel like I blinked and I missed it. <laughs> My ears blinked and I didn't hear it either. <laughs> That happened a couple of times in this movie where I kind of looked away or I went, I looked down and write a note. And then when I looked back up, I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, how did they convince him to do that? How'd they get there? I think they said something like, this is the, they're the biggest, baddest pirates around. You got to stop them. Something like that. There's a lot of times in this movie where I couldn't understand what people were saying. Like they were mumbling or the volume was really low or something. Yeah. Do you have that problem? Oh yeah. Well, anyway, to, so the pirates, they, they want to lift this curse, but they can't lift the curse because if they turn human, the Navy is going to shoot them and kill them. So they decide to kill the Navy first, then undo the curse. So Kevin, the pirates become proactive. They go after the Navy. How do they do it? Yeah, so this is where things get a little interesting. The pirates then walk out underwater. Yes. And there you can see the moonlight coming down. They're skeletons. And they go out and they attack the Navy from below. They very easily just walked out on the bottom of the ocean. Like it was no big deal. Yeah, the current, the tide doesn't affect them at all. Nope. What? I'm going to do a call back to something we discussed earlier. Yes. What was the big deal when Keira Knightley was going to drop the piece of gold off of the ship? Why did they care? Why? They could have just had someone jump down there and get it. Very easily have gotten it. So why were they freaking out? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. I had not considered that until this very day. Yeah, I mean, it's a minor thing, but it just didn't make any sense. But of course, that's not the biggest issue I have here in this scene. So when the Navy left the big ship to go after the pirates, they took Kira Knightley and they threw her into a cabin. Like, here, you're a woman. Stay out of our way. Stay in the cabin. Okay. Where you'll be safe. So the pirates start attacking and she she doesn't want to just sit there and do nothing. She wants to go help. She's like, you could say that she's the damsel in distress, but not really because she's proactive here. She's she, proactive, yeah. So we see that she makes a rope out of the sheets from like the bed that was in there. Yes. And she climbs out the ship window and magically there is a rowboat there waiting for her. Yes, I'm starting to have flashbacks to you ranting about this damn rowboat. Where did this rowboat come from? Yeah, Count, where did it come from? You tell me. I don't know. It was like magic. It just appeared. This was the thing that I, when I was in the theaters and watched this movie and everyone around was hooting and hollering and <laughs> loving every second of Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, where did the rowboat come from? That's it, huh? The, it, where it, did this sh- rowboat come from? It just shut you down, right? It was the, the tip of the iceberg, I guess, basically. I mean, there's all these like little things here and there. The movie is 45 hours long and then this happens and I'm just like, Come on, that's just so lazy. You couldn't have just, I don't know, had some throwaway scene where someone lowered a rowboat there for some purpose. And I don't remember seeing like lifeboats or anything on that side of the ship. No. She was on the back of it. Yeah, she was directly in the back. There was, there's no reason for there to be a boat there. So Kevin, your your dormant, yes, that bad powers were glowing that night. Yeah, they were. (laughs) 
So that's it. That mystery solved. A two-year mystery solved. There you go. This is the thing that drove me nuts in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. This little throwaway three-second scene is the reason why Kevin hates this movie. Are you satisfied, listener? Was it worth the wait? Gamer... I, I warn you. I, I keep warning you. No one listens to me. <laughs> well, you're you're like John Cusack, and <laughs> yeah, I, I have the Cassandra complex. No one will listen to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, to make a long story short, <laughs> if that's possible. Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush, they have one last battle. But uh, Johnny Depp, being a greedy pirate, he stole one of the coins, even knowing full well that these coins are cursed. Oh, he did it on purpose. He cursed himself. Yeah, he cursed himself. That was a a definite purposeful move. To make himself immortal, I guess. Mm -hmm. So him and Jeffrey Rush, they had this fight. Jeffrey Rush stabs Johnny Depp 7,000 times in the chest. (laughs) And then Johnny Depp shoots Jeffrey Rush in the heart Mm -hmm. while he's in curse mode. Two seconds later, Orlando Bloom cuts his little pinky toe and dips it in the blood and drops a coin in there. Uh And then the curse is lifted. What a horrible night for a curse. It's lifted. What happens next, Kevin? Well, so now the curse is lifted and they're human. Johnny Depp, he's fine. Yeah. He's back to normal. There's no ill effect from that. Moving and grooving, living life, laughing easy. From having that sword drip into his chest 8,000 times but Jeffrey Rush who was shot with that bullet he all of a sudden is bleeding yeah what's going on here and what about that guy that other pirate who Jeffrey Rush shot in the heart a couple scenes ago uh huh he's fine he's fine moving and grooving he's good yeah yeah they uh they're playing fast and loose with the this rules curse, huh? of the curse here <laughs> I guess, I mean, Jeffrey Rush was the last person to get hurt by something. I mean, it was it was literally like two seconds before the curse was lifted. But that shouldn't matter. No. He should show no ill effects from being shot. No, not at all. He should just go back to being a normal human being. The and end. this is really easily solved by just having Johnny Depp wait two seconds. And then shoot him. Yeah, right? Do you think that makes him a cold-blooded murderer? That's why they did this. Like, Disney intervened and said, you can't have Johnny Depp shoot shoot this guy point blank in the heart with a gun in a Disney film. That's not going to fly. I'm going to say that's easily solved by him shooting Jeffrey Rush and Jeffrey Rush just falling back and us not seeing a bullet wound. Okay. We get Which does happen in this movie a, a couple times. standard PG-13 shot, right? It's the fact that he opens his shirt up and we see the wound. That's what makes it a PG-13 yes. kind of issue. Mm. But you might be right. You don't want your hero being a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> In a Disney film. To make a long, an even longer story shorter, <laughs> I guess, they, the, the Navy captures Jack Sparrow. They're going to hang him. But they're not going to hang Orlando Bloom. He was a pirate all along, too. Yeah. They even said it in the movie. Like, he resorted to piracy. He's no good. Blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Yeah. But they let him go. They're going to hang Jack Sparrow. And I don't even care. Whatever. Orlando Bloom, he saves the day. He saves him. And the other, the good pirates show up with the Black Pearl. And now Jack Sparrow is the captain of the Black Pearl again. Yippity-doo. Yeah. The end. See you next time. See you in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Dead man's chest. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, that ending kind of went off with a whimper, huh? Just kind of like a wet fart. It wasn't really exciting or anything. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, it was... (laughs) It wasn't very good. Okay, that's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. 
Here, in a Jerry Bruckheimer produced high seas adventure that incorporates roaring cannons, oddball comedy, a love story, and more than a touch of the supernatural, Depp unleashes his theatrical bravado. He's hilarious. David Anson, Newsweek. Pirates will enthrall kids and amuse adults. Its only failing is that at 2 hours and 15 minutes, it's about 20 minutes too long. Claudia Puig, USA Today. And finally, a theme park ride has been successfully transferred to the screen. Roger Moore, Orlando Sentinel. Okay, Kevin, this movie currently holds a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, but is it really that good? I agree with everything that those three critics just said. Johnny Depp is great. They did successfully make a movie out of a theme park ride, which is amazing. Yeah, that is, in and of itself, is incredible. They're always trying to make movies out of board games, video games, all this stupid crap. Coming soon, movies based off tweets. <laughs> who, you, know, you know, who knows what's next? And I will also say that this, this movie is, for sure, at least 20 minutes too long. At least. Yeah. I have a few big problems with this movie that we talked about. Mostly they're plot hole type things, but it's a fun movie and it's definitely a good movie for not young kids, but, you know, probably like preteen to teenage kids. And it's a movie that parents could sit through without, you know, going nuts with how stupid it is. You know, I'm going to overlook some of those bigger issues that I have had with it in the past and that really tainted this movie for me. And I'm going to say this is, this is a three out of five. This is a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie. I wish it was funnier. It's a fun movie and they they try a lot of times to make you laugh. It didn't, I, I may have only laughed like once or twice during this movie. Like it doesn't really hit me with the laughs. I wish it would have because that could have put it over the edge. Made it a really good movie. Yeah, I'm in almost total agreement with your assessment of this movie. I like this movie a lot. There's a lot of little things that this movie does right. I think this movie looks great. The acting is good. There are some funny scenes and I agree. I wish there was more laugh out loud stuff. I did laugh but not that often. I really enjoyed Johnny Depp's performance. This movie is absolutely worth seeing just to see him doing this character. Yeah. This very unique, interesting character. But in the past, I think I gave this movie a four. I'm going to drop it down to a three, I think, this time because I really felt the length of it. I was yawning non-stop. You were. And it's not like the usual, yes, that bad crap where we watch this at like midnight or something. <laughs> we were watching it like at 5pm yeah, or something. Yeah, middle of the day. Yeah, so I really disliked the length. But you know what? This is the kind of thing that on a different day, uh, in, with a different mood, a different mindset, I could see my myself bumping it back up to a four. You know, this is one of those things, you know, the whims of how you feel at the moment mm-hmm. affect the review. So if I could give this a 3.5, I would. And I still believe that the second one is my favorite of this series, but I'm not sure. Who knows? We'd have to review it at some point, right? Mm, I think those days are coming. Maybe in 2014. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know. Put that on the schedule. <laughs> so that's interesting. You went from a four to a three. I probably went from like a two to a three. Yeah. So we kind of equalized. Yeah. We're evening out. Okay. So normally this would be the point where we would read the listener mail, but there is no listener mail because (laughs) fooled you. (laughs) This podcast is coming from the past somehow. (gasps) We're transmitting it (laughs) into the future, future. Kevin, is there anything you want to tell your future self? Oh man. We're getting some sleep these days. Yeah. Sorry, bro. You're not getting any sleep. Why is that, Kevin? Because at this point, when this is released and when we would have been recording this, I probably will have a child at that point. Yeah, you've become a father. Kevin Jr. Jr. So since I have this dark checkered past that everyone knows about with this movie, we wanted to make sure we got this recorded and 
and on the record, <laughs> yeah, so that I didn't miss this episode when we recorded it. Because who the hell knows what's going to happen to you now that you're a father? Your schedule is going to be shot. Yeah, I, I'm a giant question mark from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to say, I'm going to try my best, but we'll see. I'll be on like one hour of sleep at night. I'll have plenty of time to watch Yet's the Bed movies, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> tune in next week when we'll be watching The English Patient. Ooh. One step closer to completing all the sponsored episodes, Kevin. Oh, thank goodness. One step closer. I can't wait to get control of our lives back. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash yeah, it's that bad. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help out the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at yeah, it's bad. You can follow Martin at yeah, it's Martin. You can follow Kevin at yeah, it's Kev. And you can listen to the show and all your mobile devices via Stitcher. You can get that at Stitcher. And don't forget to get our latest premium podcast at yeahitsthatbad.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Bad luck to have a woman on board. That's my motto for the podcast, right? I mean, clearly, <laughs> yeah. we've come this far. That's your motto for life. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really bad luck to have a woman in this house. <laughs> Misogynist pigs. These pirates, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's one thing I know about pirates is that they, they were all for gender equality and <laughs> equal rights in the workplace, right? Yeah, pirates are very PC.